Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 315, entitled... Thinking the Unthinkable, Episode 2, AI Will Kill Us. It was published on Thursday, the 16th of February, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and in a few moments I'll be joined by my good friend David Wormsley. But before that, some very short housekeeping. The Page Builder Summit version 5 is coming around. It is happening next week. So that's the 20th to the 24th of February, 2023. If you haven't already signed up to be a member of the summit, do so now. Go to pagebuildersummit.com. We've got heaps of presentations all surrounding WordPress and building your WordPress website. It is going to be a fabulous event. It's completely free. If you would like to watch, you can see the videos for the first 48 hours after they have been released. But there is an upsell should you be unavailable or you want to get the bonuses that many of the speakers have provided. There's quite a lot of value in there. You can do that by signing up and purchasing what we're calling the Power Pack. Go to pagebuildersummit.com, sign up, and I hope to see you there. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WP Builds. That's go.me forward slash WP Builds and truly sincerely we thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, this is episode two of the Thinking the Unthinkable. The acronym is TUT, T-T-U-T. It's perfect. It's episode two of that series, and we're exploring the fact that AI will kill us. It's interesting because David and I have really different approaches. David is much more sanguine than I. I am a bit afraid, in all honesty, of what's going to go on. So we chat through all of that today. What better than to get ChatGPT to kick the conversation off by telling us whether or not AI will kill the web design industry. I think it's fair to say that a lot of the things that we assumed AI would never be able to do are now definitely possible. Creating images, creating music, writing text. What will be left for us the web developers, the WordPress website builders, will we be completely replaced? Find out what David and I think. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, welcome to the second episode of our Thinking the Unthinkable series. Here we attempt to rationalize negative views of WordPress and web design, and it is most definitely not only a ploy to create clickbait titles for the show. <laughs> Today's topic is... AI will kill us, and that's artificial intelligence and not artificial insemination. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Which might not. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should stop right now. Um, can yeah. I just say at this point, there's no point in recording this podcast. It's definitely true. AI will <laughs> kill us, and that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> 
Do you know, I, I'm going to love this chat because we, I think we've reversed our roles a bit. We're both generally positive, but I think you're probably more positive than I am. I tend to look for the negatives. On this topic, I think we're the, entirely the other way around. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see it's a great tool and I think, yeah. Oh, we'll get into it anyway. Yeah. Shall we see what? <laughs> shall we see what Chat GPT says? Because we on. started the first episode asking it. So I asked it: Could artificial intelligence kill the web design industry? And I won't read it all out because it's pretty boring. No, but I think says, it's. Um, I think it's actually worth reading out because when I okay. read it, I thought the nuance in there was quite remarkable. So yeah, do yeah. read it out, and I'll put it in yeah. the show notes. Okay, um, it's unlikely that artificial intelligence will completely kill the web design industry, while AI and automation of, and and automation tools may. Oh gosh, shall I shall I read it for you? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> It is unlikely that artificial intelligence, AI, will completely kill the web design industry. While AI and automation tools may be able to handle certain aspects of web design, it is unlikely that they will be able to fully replace the creativity and problem-solving skills of human web designers. Web design involves more than just technical skills. It also requires an understanding of user experience, branding, and visual design principles. These are areas where AI may not be able to fully replace human designers. Do you notice... Do you notice how the AI is couching the language with words like not completely kill the web design industry, may not be able to fully replace and all of this kind of stuff? In other words, it's basically saying, do you know what? We're just giving you a bit of time. That's all. Yep. Yep. Actually, it goes on further than that it as does. well. To Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a good example. I couldn't read that out because I find the way that it talks trips me up. It doesn't already sounds a little bit artificial to me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just today. Maybe I can't read. Well, um, do you know what? But- when I read that, I, I really did put some thought into whether or not I thought there were any sort of AI tripwires in there. And I genuinely couldn't see them. When I read it, I thought a a human could totally have written that. Okay, some caveats there. A human who was told to write something very informational. You know, there's no creativity or anything. But there's, you know, there's no clumsy use of grammar. There's there's correct punctuation. It's capitalized correctly. The the order of the sentence flows perfectly well to my mind. In other words, I think it's a pretty breathtakingly good job, given that you just asked it a totally random question. And yes. that five years ago, if you'd have said that any of this stuff was on the horizon, you would have the the answer would have absolutely been no. N- nobody saw this stuff coming, and yet now we are at, now we're trying to figure out: did a human write that, or did an AI write that? It's almost like it's passed the Turing test in many respects. It's yeah. it's been able to convince us that it's real, and the the answer seems perfectly legitimate. Everything in there seems like the right yeah. kind of thing to say. It's totally on message. Yeah, I mean, I've been working with it quite a bit to try and make some blog posts for clients. And, um, you know, the the real skill in using this is using prompts to guide it to do other things. And I even with this one, I tried it, but it didn't succeed that much. I said, could you give me this in the style of Shakespeare? And it said, nay, fair sir, <laughs> tis unlikely that artificial intelligence shall completely slay the web design industry. And then it went on and carried on just repeating what it said before without the Shakespeare. But yeah, you wrote, uh, it must be tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is quite funny and you can play with it and it can tell you jokes, which are quite funny. So it, it is truly impressive. No no doubt about that. And I think maybe 
we will all agree, I think, that at the moment, AI is disrupting web design in some form yes, or another. Yes, and I think at the moment, it is, it's almost like sort of... It, it's kind of comedy a little bit. You know, it's it's a little bit engaging just because it's new and interesting. So, yeah. you know, in the same way that anything that's new gathers some kind of interest, you know, if, if I don't know, if a new yeah. brand of chocolate comes out, you, you want to try it because you've never had it before. Um, if you, you know, your favorite restaurant adds some things in on the menu, you want to give that a go because you've not done it before. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bit like that. So it, it's interesting. But also when you when you pour your thought into it, it's also fairly alarming because <laughs> it genuinely can do things that are a complete replacement for a human being. In other words, that text that you just wrote, that, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously neither of us was going to write that down. So it's not like we've we've replaced a human. But you can see that, that humans are going to be replaced in certainly copywriting in this case with with ai generated content simply because it is quicker it's cheaper you know you can have a version of the text written in half of one second and then you can read through it and ask it to have another go as shakespeare if you like and another half a second later you can have a second try and so on and so forth and the same is true of images and i just can't see a scenario where people aren't going to be tempted on mass mm. to say i'm not paying a human I'm going to get an AI to do it. So for images, for text, and increasingly, although we haven't seen any real evidence of it yet, I would imagine the whole process of building a website will come under the purview of an AI. So the design, the layout, the branding, the choice of the colors, everything, including you know where things pop up and how should the forms be structured and SEO and all of that will just be a line item on a tick box, on a form mm-hmm. For a web design company, you go to AIwebsites.com and say, I need a plumber's website and I'm going to tick these boxes. I'll pay a little bit extra to have a second round of SEO done. I'll pay a little bit extra to get some bespoke AI images done. And three seconds later, you'll have a website with text, images, various different pages, forms. And then you'll say, actually, no, I don't really like that one. Give me 20 other alternatives press a button five seconds later you've got 20 more to look at pick the best one can we iterate on that one 20 seconds later you've got another hundred to choose from and where's where do we stand then yeah well then we end up with choice overload which can be a problem itself you know interesting yeah, that's true let's that's talk about me you know there's i've i found this recently it's produced me so much stuff because i have jumped on this and thought this is wow this is really exciting and this is a a bit of a window of opportunity I think for me to produce uh, content for clients because that's what a couple of clients I'm looking after are missing really they really need that for their SEO and I thought this is a great way of being able to do that maybe we should talk about that first because it's not strictly web design but copy and SEO using AI for that so you know chat GPT as it stands alone on its, it can pretty much do all that you need. And there are so, of course, other tools for doing that as well. Yeah. Um, do you, um, there's a problem, isn't there? First off with that, because it is a violation to use AI at the moment in yes. terms of Google's rules. It's yeah. spam, cluster I, spam. I guess the, mm. the, the issue there is, so my understanding is that Google have said we would we would really rather that people didn't go for AI-based content. Have I got that right? There was some proclamation somewhere 
saying that, you know, if, if everything goes to AI, then we'll be in a bit of trouble. So how would it know, though? How would it know that that this was created by AI? I, I was trying to think of examples, and the only things I could think of was the, 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 the rate at which content, fresh content came out. So let's say, for example, that on your website, you're producing 500 pieces of mm. 10, you know, 10,000 word pieces of content. You're producing 500 of those a week. Clearly, something weird is going on there unless you've got a massive company and the endeavor is, you know, you're like the BBC or something like that. So that's mm. maybe a trigger. But reading the individual pieces of content, how would it, how would it know? How would it be able to judge that's AI? And that's not. So although there seems to be this rule in place, I don't know, maybe Google has got some incredible uh, engine that can spot this stuff, but I'm really struggling to imagine how they're going to do that. And then, of course, you get into this cycle of you create content in the hope that the search engine will spot it, uh, or rather pick it up and not spot Mm -hmm. it as AI content. That will then make the the google algorithm push you to the top so you create more of that you go further to the top and it's just this cycle of ai creating content for google's ai to read and index so that you create more and you can see there's just this cyclical pattern going on and it's not it's just more and more and more and uh, i have i've um watched a few videos from seo people and one of them mentioned something but I've seen nothing on this, but I'm I'm certain because you know they are very serious about their SEO. But that apparently there is to be in Chat GPT some kind of watermarking that will be available to Google to be able to pick out whether this is unchanged content. You know, right? So there may be I don't know how they would do that. It's obviously the the, the kind of formula for their their words. So I think I think they will be working. I mean, at the end of the day. Uh, I don't know if a trillion dollar company like Google are going to be too worried about this. If they are, chances are they're going to try and buy it, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing to be said about that is that there are open source. So Stable Diffusion, which is by OpenAI, is an open source variant. So if 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 I think ChatGPT might, in fact, be based upon that, showing my ignorance here, what would what would stop somebody forking the software to strip out the watermarking? And wouldn't everybody yes. then immediately flock over to the non-watermarked variant of the AI because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't getting flagged? Um, yeah, I, I would imagine that it's going to be in, in the same way that you had Black Hat SEO. This yeah. seems like a, some sort of race condition going on here, where the the people creating the AI are going to be trying to hoodwink Google, and Google, you know, it'll just be this toing and froing trying to beat each other. Uh, and yeah. I don't know who w- would win, but it does seem. At the minute, the output of this stuff, if it's just pure text copied and pasted onto a website, um, I can't I, I can't imagine how in the future it'll know. Uh, uh, you're right. I mean, I think it is this <laughs> this always uh, kind of working out what Google knows and, and chancing you. I mean, the same goes on. Another thing which is classed as spam is, um, and I think this is a more recent update when they've been more categorical about buying links but particularly also uh, offering guest posting on that's also a violation and i bet you get i do just for my rubbish blogs um you know emails almost daily for someone offering to yes. put a guest post on my yeah. blog yeah um so i mean it's you know uh, obviously <laughs> what they know is that seos know that that works at the moment and google haven't got a chance of being able to spot it and i guess you'll always be able to outsmart them with this um 
but they've not been very clear about what they mean in terms of using it. I mean, at the moment, it's just sort of generic, you shouldn't use it for your content where, I mean, most of us are now seeing, well, it's a tool to help us generate ideas to create some of our content and it might help us with bits of it rather than seeing it as an article. We're not article spinning as used to be done in the, you know, in the 2000s. I think it's such a compelling thing to do as well. So on, on the one hand, I'm, I'm a bit frightened by, by AI. But also, if you imagine that you need to, let's say that you've got a client, you were mentioning a client that you've got at the minute that requires content based mm. around solar panels. Now, mm. I could literally write on a postage stamp, on a you know, on the back of a postage stamp, what I know about solar panels. So if I was to be given the job of writing some technical article or some SEO-based content about solar panels, I'm going to have to go and do several hours research. It's, you know, tedium, essentially, for me. Whereas if I go yeah. to the AI and say, can I have a 10,000-word article uh, about the, I don't know, some aspect of solar panels, it is going to do it for me. And that's yeah. that's the other irresistible bridge is that it's got the world's knowledge because it's scraped the internet at its fingertips. So, you know, maybe at the minute it's not very good at making us laugh. Maybe it's not very good at being innovative, but it's very good at knowing things and writing knowledgeable things in the correct order. And I feel for SEO, mostly, that's probably what people want. So I think it is going to be more and more compelling. I think people will use it more and more. And I do think that copywriters' jobs are going to be much more difficult to maintain in the future. Mm. I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I used it and it's been successful actually in a short time. But, uh, you know, in this case, it was used as a tool because the, the person behind it gave me what they thought was an article, but it was, you know, insufficient in the words or just the bullet points and they were able to use chat GPT to be able to expand on it. And for me, for my purposes, just to kind of rewrite it, uh, it helped me answer some questions in a way that would be much quicker than trying to Google it. I think so, this is where Google's on the threat because yeah. of the fact that you ask it a question, although there's a, a question over its reliability, and I've seen this over and over, mistakes it's made. And also sometimes it tries to use the word so it kind of edges its bets. If you're to say the pros and cons of something, it tries to sort of... Uh, and it can be misleading in the way that it does that. And then when you question it, uh, which I have done, saying you're implying with this, this is this, and then it goes, apologies, I'm just a learning language machine, blah, 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 <laughs> and, and tells you that, yes, please ignore what I said. But do, um, don't, don't you think in a way that really what we're dealing with is a is like a primary school age child? Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. we're literally talking to a three-year-old, okay, and yeah. the expectation at this point that it's going to be getting yeah. things correct is is unrealistic i mean it's remarkable right it's truly amazing but yeah. it's only been in inverted commas i'm going to say it alive for a small amount of time and but imagine in 10 years or 15 years or whatever it may be the rate at which it's improving i would imagine those mistakes will be will be far far less so that's that i think is simply a product of time and resources and more training in the model but i don't see that being a problem in in a few years time you know if you ask it to do the solar panel article i think it'll get the facts of it pretty much straightened out on the first go i could be wrong but that's that's my feeling of the way it's going can i just ask a question as well about the about the, the work that you just did on the solar panels 
Mm -hmm. Imagine you'd had that exact same conversation. So Guy's got solar panels. That technology has been around for decades. So we can assume that you could have had a solar panel conversation 10 years ago. What would you have said 10 years ago if you said, can you write me some content? Where would you have gone for that? Would you have written it yourself and spent the time reading or would you have farmed it out to somebody? What I'm getting at, what I'm trying to sort of crowbar into the conversation is, have you, in, in inverted commas, deprived a copywriter of work by going to the AI, whereas 10 years ago you would have gone and employed somebody to do it? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I actually don't know. I mean, in this case, I think if it was 10 years ago, I'd have probably just taken what they've got, bullet points, and would have put it up and hoped yeah. for the best. I wouldn't have tried to expand on this because I thought there was something that would make me do it quicker. But it, here's the interesting thing. I mean, there's a lot of people who jumped on and said this will kill Google because it's so much more efficient to, you know, just say, ask the question and then ask for further clarification and it gives it. But I don't think it will. And I think this is kind of key to why it won't take over is because we still go, we'll still want to go to Google because we'll want opinions. We'll want to buy directly from the person. We'll want the thing that they're big on since last year um, is their new eat thing, their expertise, authoritativeness. I don't know why they don't just call it authority and yeah. trust. <laughs> that, that trustworthiness. Yeah, that's hard. I know. Yeah. But anyway, that's the thing that they're into. And and I don't think this is ever going to make up for this because it's going to, you know, it's simulating all the information that's out there. But it isn't one person's opinion where you can kind of see at their credentials and understand their voice. Uh, and I think that's it. And it's the same way as doing this solar panel because most of it's sort of functional, the information. I yeah. only need to sort of pad his thing out and I just need a few more facts and I can get it quickly through that. But that person led on what information they felt needed to be shared with their type of person. And without that's the human element. So and I think that's right. And when I've just tried to think about doing this for a, a whole different industry, uh, therapists, counsellors, I suddenly quickly realised that chat gpt just cannot do that it no. cannot speak like a human and at the end of the day their business is all about selling a service where they sit as a human being talking to another human being about their genuine emotions and you just can't replicate i tried it tried to make some articles and they're just pretty hideous right so <laughs> it, it couldn't simulate something which really truly requires a human so in this case therapy um, I, I think, yeah, and mm. I think that's that's where it always fails. I mean, it, it's going to do some of the functional stuff really well and speed up how you can get there. But the intent and the sort of individual creativeness or personality of people is, I, th I think, our job as web designers to some extent is about bringing that human aspect to technology via the web mm. and making that connection with people. And I think for that reason only, it will only ever be a tool that may assimilate and fool us at certain points. But I think we will always adjust to that and spot what is fake and see what is real. So that's why I'm more positive. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I do know what you mean. I, I'm not sure that I, I'm entirely on board with that because my assumption is always going to be that clients okay so i'm going to mm -hmm. bro bro broaden this out a little bit i think yeah. there's going to be two types of clients i mean this is ridiculous to just classify them as two but there you go um on the one hand there's going to be the client that just wants to do everything as quickly as possible for the smallest yeah. possible budget uh, and be as effective as they can be with the money in their pocket 
So in that scenario, I'm imagining somebody coming to you and saying, I want a website, I've got this much money. Um, can we automate as much as possible to reduce the cost? So automated images, automated text, so long as it works and it gets me out there, that's fine. Um, and I think that will be a possible majority of the of the client base that we'll be looking for in the future. And mm. on the other hand, there'll be the the people who want the artisanal stuff. They want the, you know, instead of having a Casio watch that costs fourteen pounds, they want the fifty thousand pound handmade um, timepiece that you know you're the only one in the world that's got it. And I think that will also continue to exist. You know, and people will be saying, "Who did your website? Did you get the AI to do it?" Oh no, no, I, I, I had a I had a real human do it. Um, so I I see it sort of bifurcating in that way. Um, mm. I don't, you know, I'm not making a prediction about that, but I could just see that being a possible flow. I'm going to counter that with, um, just from when you were talking, it reminded me of some of the conversations I've heard about the people who've been testing it for coding purposes. Right. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are using Copilot at the moment, aren't they? And that's kind of a, a way that I think this is a good name, I think, for the product. It's the it's the Microsoft, isn't it, uh, yeah. GitHub thing yeah. that allows you to code and it's using AI. And I think that's a great name for, the, for it. That's how I see... Uh, AI working as that kind of tool to help you. But I think what all the coders have done, and there's been various people testing things, you know, with, you know, serious code and then just things like CSS as well. And um, <laughs> I think what they all learn from it is that, you know, it'll give you functional code that you can use, but it will probably be either more complex. And now I know what you're going to say. You're going to say it'll just get better at judging these things. But the thing is, I think what they know is that you need to know how it's put that code together if you're going to maintain it and change it all the time. And I think this is the thing why it always needs, it's just a tool for them. They still need to understand how it's working and what the strategy is and what mm. you're aiming to do with it. Yeah. And it will never come up with that and, and, it won't know the real life things that are going on. It might churn you out some code, which will speed things up. You'll probably need to check it out to make sure it's not more verbose than, than it needs to be. Um, but you're always going to be, you're always going to need to bring the strategy with it. Yeah, I think. Interesting. So actually, I'm going to counter that. So this is going to be an episode <laughs> of countering things. Um, yeah. I would say that in the same way that page builders allow people to create websites with absolutely no idea what's going mm -hmm. on with the code, I would imagine that AI will provide the same thing. You, you won't say, <clears throat> excuse me, you won't say, okay, I would like six images, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in circles, and I would like them to follow me down the page or whatever. You're not going to be saying, and show me the code. You're just saying, great, there's six images, they're too big, make them smaller, great. Uh, that's all you need. You don't need the show me the code because I think the whole point of AI in this conversation is to remove the people is to mm. is to have it so that you don't need to go to a, a WordPress expert. You just like a Squarespace type thing. You just have a service. It's a website service. You, you don't want to know what the code's doing. And it, great. I mean, for people who want to use Copilot and all that's brilliant. But I'm imagining that the crowd of people who will be using AI to create the website, they won't want to look at the code. They've got no interest. It's just the output that matters. But also, I imagine that the code over time, as you said, will get better and better and better and leaner and leaner uh, as the models get better as well. I would say your counter with the page builders is is part of why I think um, 
because spending all this time jumping on board with page builders, now spending some time with clients who start to do it themselves a little bit and learning a little bit more about it. I, I, I see there is the problem for AI. That is what I now see with page builders because people do start with the page builders and unless they stay within a template that's been optimized for accessibility, which the rules change on all of the time, and they know about performance of which is, you know, needed to improve recently, and they know about mobile responsiveness, and if they make any changes to the content they add, they're probably going to be fine. Most of the time, though, they're using it, think they're doing a good job and have no idea of all the stuff that's been automated mm, and they have no yeah. idea of the problems. And I think that's, it, it, I see AI being exactly the same, you know, in the wrong hands. They won't see the problems they are making with it. Yeah, I, 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 the difficult thing about this conversation is it's we are really mm. just guessing, aren't we? And I see everything yeah. that you've just said. It makes, makes perfect sense. I just wonder if the, if the whole point of the AI, though, is is to reduce or possibly remove the reliance on an expert, and you might be right, but let's say, for example, that Google um, mm. put out some documentation saying, okay, any site that's created with AI is is making these mistakes. I imagine it won't be long before the people behind the AI will get rid of those mistakes and say, okay, right, whatever it is, I don't know, there's too much bloat, there's divception there's divs within divs within divs the ai from now the ai for the websites from now on we're just going to strip all of that out and make it better so yeah i don't know i'm not sure uh, but I, you're right and i think that's always going to be our challenge and 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 in the same way that the lawyers be people who want to diy it with a page builder and skippers entirely um and and they will think they've had a success but i'm not sure if they will ever succeed over and, and the more people doing that, the more similar those things are going to be. Mm. And I think this is the thing, you know, it's a, these things are always going to be language models, which are going to bring to us in a much more efficient way the knowledge that already exists in the world. But they are not, I don't think, on their own, going to be creative enough to bring new knowledge into the world because it's us as living organisms who, if you like, act and behave in strange ways that need adjusting to and our problems are something that, I think just comes out of being organisms and they, they really only provide us with logic. You know, we've, I, I, I don't fear for it really for creativity because I think, although nothing to prove it, that there is, it would be almost arrogant to think that we could be simulated entirely through a series of ones and zeros. Presently, the computer model for understanding the world is the one because we've invented computers and it comes close enough to anything else. But, you know, when it comes to human beings for me, you know, you know, human consciousness, you know, we can explain everything that allows us to see, think, hear and everything, but we just cannot explain human consciousness, why it's there, why it disappears, the experience of it. We're still stuck with Descartes's original dualism between mind and body, you know? And I, and I think when it comes to AI, it's the same thing, because at the end of the day, all we've got is this computer model, which can simulate certain stuff, and it's very impressive. But yeah. I'm sure creativity comes out of something which organisms have so this gonna, is this is I a really interesting no 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 that's I? brilliant <laughs> i love all this stuff so the you're right at the minute ai is based upon you know consuming information then regurgitating essentially what's the next best word um or yeah. if it's creating 
pictures what's the next best pixel and it just sort of radiates out from the beginning point yeah. but the, the the endeavor is to create what what's called um, general artificial intelligence and if if basically what that means is and i probably got the term wrong there i think there might be another word in there somewhere but certainly general is in there um and that is when artificial intelligence can can replicate basically all the functions of a human being and that that is the goal so yeah. where we've got at the moment is nowhere near that. We've got a, a model which works and is interesting and puts out the stuff that we've got at the moment, and it's remarkable. But the, mm. the endeavor is to create an intelligence that can train itself. So with almost no sets of guidelines, it figures stuff out. And in, in a sense, it's indistinguishable from a human. You know, if you put it yeah. somewhere absolutely new, it'll start to figure things out and it will learn. And, and that is the goal. Um, mm. and the, the sort of, it's called the hard problem, um, of consciousness mm. and whether it's, you know, they call it substrate dependent, whether or not it's literally bound to our brain or whether it's, mm. you know, some quality of atoms or whatever. Um, we don't know. It's, it's the hard problem. I'm not sure we'll ever figure that out, but if you can, if they do, if we do manage to get general artificial intelligence, can you imagine it, it will, it will become incredibly good at things incredibly quickly there's this lovely um well ai which was designed to play go alpha go i believe it's called which is a really difficult game it, it involves black and white tiles and you put them on the the board and it's uh, allegedly it's one of the most difficult games to to create mm. so they created this artificial intelligence to play go and within a very short space of time it had i think it took three days for it to become better than any human had ever been. And then mm. they showed it chess. And it had never mm. played chess before. And within moments, it well, moments, I don't know how long, but in it was a certain period of time, it could beat all of the AIs designed to play chess. So yes. it, it really was a, an exponential rise. And I think this is the thing which I can't somehow summon up when I talk about it. It's the exponential curve of it which has me worried. Is the fact yeah. that it can do, it will do things at such a prodigious rate that once the cat's out the bag, if you know what I mean, we won't be able to get it back in. Anyway, sorry, I went totally off the rails there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I found it fascinating, and and I agree with you on almost everything you said there. I think because that it is, it is the rise and how quick it is, and 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 you know, it does scare me the idea of robots acting on the world, you know, um, with their own autonomy, not being um, you know, enough safeguards being in place. I, I know uh, we've had other chats where that's one of your concerns and, and there's plenty of stuff online about that as well. Um, yeah, so I, I share all of that. I just, I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's, we, we slightly, it's the arrogance, I guess, of thinking that we might have sussed it. So, you know, I find it interesting when I did studying of psychology and stuff, you know, we're particularly brain and behavior, you know, this kind of, as I mentioned, this kind of Descartes dualism, which we're trying to do and people who like to study the brain, brain as a way of understanding human beings don't really get very far with this one, but it's interesting to see the history, you know, once yeah. upon a time, everything was explained because the technology of the day was telephone. So everything was a switchboard in right. the brain. Yeah, right. Everything was connected. Then we got, you know, we got the computer analogy and suddenly everything could be explained in that way. And that's all I think these things are is analogies to understand it. So I, I just think we're never there because we just, there is, 
something more about and at the end of the day you know unless we're all completely wiped out of course by these um uh, robots which have actually removed us all and they are in charge and judging but the interesting thing is they make a nice picture but they do, they're not the ones who are going to be able to tell is that a nice picture well unless i guess it's just I a guess, picture from yeah, robots i guess at the point where you've got general uh ai and i'm sure there's another word in there i keep forgetting anyway the, the, this sort of general purpose ai yeah i think at that point you are straying into the the territory of yes it can figure out that that's a nice picture it will be able to give an opinion on well i like that because um and at the minute we we believe that that is the base almost the basis of being a human um and or alive and once it does start to do that, whether it's contrived or not, we won't be able to tell. You know, there's no way of staring into the AI and saying, "Nah, you're lying to me." It will just come back <laughs> with another lie. Um, um, you know, so I, I think, but I think that's the goal. Uh, anyway, we've really strayed off the whole WordPress thing, but it's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that, I think you know how we view it is is quite important, I guess, whether we see it as a tool or a threat or uh, uh, it's definitely going to disrupt us. So we have to make some decisions, I think, about how we use it in our businesses and well, how we I, sell it to clients. Yeah, and I I think that if you actually dissect the bits and pieces of a website, it, it is a jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? And because yeah. it's a jigsaw puzzle. I can see AI being able to get a foothold in it. You know, so for example, yes. a typical website, it's got menus at the top. Well, okay, tell the AI, most websites have a menu, so offer a menu. Should mm. it be left or right? Well, that's a binary choice. Then what comes next? Well, it's a homepage. It's probably got some sort of hero and call to action. Can we put some text in there? Yes, of course we can. We can do that. And then what comes underneath that? And what comes underneath that? And and because it's this jigsaw puzzle which we believe is is very clever you know we're very good at selling our skills and uh, designing courses for effective websites I, I don't see anything in there that's not in the purview of the ai i think give it enough examples of that and it will be able to give you really good examples back but it will be able to do them instantly and abundantly and i think at that point it's going to be very very difficult to to go to clients and say look can you pay me a living wage or yeah. go over there and spend $20 um yeah. and the whole thing's finished so my, my analogy would be i guess something like the robot in the car factory if you'd have gone back 50 years ago and said to the car manufacturers um yeah. you, okay so you've got 100 people down on that production line it's costing you several million a year would you like me to build you a robot that will mean that you have to employ five people and get the work done in a fifth of the time? It's like, well, uh, hmm, do you know what? No, I'm going to keep the humans on. Uh, <laughs> that's what I want. I think that's such a compelling... Uh, it's it's lean. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be affordable. It's going to be fast. It's everything that our economy tells us needs to be done. It's cheaper, yeah. it's faster, it's more efficient, it's abundant, you know, all of that. It's going to be hard. I completely agree with you. But here's how I would look at this. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, you know, anything that makes building websites to me seems like a, a real joy because 
If that's the case, then there's probably still going to be some money for stuff that we never get the time to do, which I think is in essence what is required for all websites. And that is a user experience design led process where you actually test whether this is going to be working on the people it's designed for and measure all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, the robot creates the thing. I test whether it's actually working in the desired way on the real humans who are using it. You see, I would say that's the job of an AI, because I would imagine that if you build into the software the components to measure <laughs> wow. that stuff in real time, so let's say, for example, you, you give the website, the, the, the AI, the tool that's creating the website, the ability on the fly to change the colors of the buttons based upon the actions that it sees in real time. In other words, it's split testing all the time, but it's mm -hmm. it's deciding in real time, okay, I've now got enough data, I'm swapping the buttons out. Um, or that text will show 15 variations over here and 15 variations over here or whatever, and then we'll just immediately decide. So I, I think if, if, it's, if the data can be analyzed by a human, it can be analyzed by an AI, um, mm. and it can swap it in real time. So why would you need a human to go back in and change the buttons? Because the AI just did it seven weeks ago without telling anybody, and it's proven to be effective, and we've got the data to back it up. Ha-ha. Uh, no, I completely agree with that as well. But I guess what I'm thinking is that it's these things where you, you can't because no one knows the outcome. So let's say we're looking at something up. I've installed Clarity by Microsoft. It's free. I do this quite a bit on clients. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, why, why are people not scrolling down? to the bottom where this is really interesting thing, the call to actions down the bottom on that page. Why are they not going down the bottom? Now, there are a lot of things I've got to think about, about how humans might behave, how they're going to react to that. I, there is something I think I need to understand about the humans and yeah. a particular type yeah. of human yeah. to be able to make that. So certainly I agree. I mean, that's already automated things like AB split testing and stuff, definitely. But I think there is a, a level of interpretation where you need to understand humans. And I think humans are changing all the time. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, the language machine is going to know up to a certain point. And it's language is the interesting thing. Back to psychology again. We really don't understand how we learn language. I mean, we proved the behaviorists were wrong with its inputs and outputs when people picked up or use grammar in different ways. But still, we don't understand how language is. And we don't understand why we keep changing our language constantly between us agreeing this as kind of strange sort of communication between us, we change language, we change the meaning of it and our subtle understanding of it. So I think there's always going to be this need to interpret that a machine will not do because it's always going to be fixed at some point. I actually think that's the strongest argument, isn't it, for, for the AI not yeah. being suitable. I think if, mm -hmm. if, you can, if you can get that argument into the conversation, I, th I think that's a bit of a slam dunk. You know, at the end of the day, for now at least anyway, the audience is humans. When that changes, then we're, when we're screwed. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if the audience is humans and humans really do not function in anticipated ways all the time, do they? You know, they have proclivities and they have... Each one of us has a different reaction to a website or whatever it may be. You know, I like this song, but you don't. I like this color, but you don't. That font annoys me, but you love it. And and I think if you can, if if that argument can be made, which it certainly can, um, and yeah. I don't see any scenario where that argument won't be made in the in the in any time in the next few generations, 
then yeah. then yes, that's the foothold, isn't it? That's the point at which you say, look, the AI is great, but it's not it's not serving up things which humans are wanting, or at least you know it's not doing it all of the time. And a human needs to decide what a human is looking at. So yeah, I think that's a really strong argument. I think I, I think um, AI would completely misunderstand you a lot of the time. You do really excellent dry humor sometimes. <laughs> it would literally miss it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because sarcasm, we all know. Sarcasm and AI are probably enemies, yeah. really, because, you know, if you if you sort of say, oh, that's really good, the AI okay. would think, what? Okay, that must be really good. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's not really good. Yeah, yeah. sarcasm and AI, I imagine. Yes, you're right. Good point. And I think it's circumstantial, and I think it keeps moving, and I just don't think it will ever keep up. If it's there to serve us, I think it's going to be a great tool that's going to replace a lot of jobs. But I just think we'll still need to do something. We'll still be employed to do stuff. So, you know, yes, you know, the certain industries are going to go. But I still think web design generally, there's so much in web design that I would love to do, but the clients don't have the budget for it. So I'd love more automation so we could do some of the stuff that really is connecting to the humans through the technology. This sounds very strikingly like the argument that technology will give us more leisure time. Um, you know, the idea <laughs> yeah. back in the sort of 60s that if if we if we can automate all the things humans will have loads more time uh, where, where did that go you know who's got more time now than than they had 100 years ago it just isn't the case we'll just end up inspecting the ai and being baffled by it and maybe our jobs will be saddled to keeping the ai within its within its wheelhouse and not straying outside Good grief. I mean, the only the only real thing we can say is that we should revisit this exact subject in a few years' yes. time and see how horrendously wrong we were. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I don't think we came... It's a great chat. I really enjoyed this. I bet everybody listening to this really hates it. Yeah, what's it got to do with WordPress but... now? Yeah. I know. But I know, very so interesting. And, and yeah, not typical for us. We've strayed into all sorts of areas, but... Do you think we're done with that? We, we are. I think it, it it won't kill us, but it'll certainly make our lives more difficult and easy yeah. at the same time. There. How's that for sitting on the fence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. That's All good. right. What's coming up next? Uh, well, okay. Dangerous one now, but I think we can do this. Uh, is uh, WordPress too woke? Oh, Lord. I know. I've got views on this one. Okay, yeah. I mean, I need to go and do some research so that I fully understand all of the vocabulary surrounding this. But we'll be we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and unless both of us have chickened out, that's the subject <laughs> that we'll be doing. Yeah. So yeah, all right. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. That was lovely. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Certainly an interesting episode chatting with David and I. It's really kind of off the scale for us. We normally talk about WordPress in particular, but this is all about the things that may happen because of AI. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you think we were overemphasizing it. Maybe we've got things wrong. Give us a comment. Head over to wpbuilds.com. Search for episode number 315, and we'd love to receive your comments there. Alternatively, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. That's going to get you to our Facebook group. You could post a comment there by finding the piece as well. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases.
Find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WP builds. And again, very honest, sincere thanks to GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, as I said at the top of the show, don't forget the Page Builder Summit is happening next week, 20th to the 24th of February 2023. Head to pagebuildersummit.com to sign up. You can see the list of speakers and all of the things that are going on that week. We'd love to have you join us, pagebuildersummit.com. Okay, we will be back, of course, next week. We'll have a podcast. This time it will be an interview. I hope to see you there. Do stay safe. Do join us for the Page Builder Summit. Have a nice week. Cheesy music fading in. Bye-bye for now.